Hello, and welcome to another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. I'm your host, Monica Cristopa, and I am joined by my co-host, Maria Acevedo. Thank you for joining us today. We have been looking forward to today's interview. And we even guest. pre-promoted it, didn't we? We did. And we don't we're normally that excited. do that. Yep. Um, we have Major Monty Eldert with us today. He's one of our JROTC instructors over at Beloit Memorial High School. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Maria and Monica. We're glad you're here, Monty. And you know what? Can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career um, with the school district of Beloit and Beloit Memorial High School? I was uh, born and raised in Sterling, Illinois, and I've lived in Wisconsin for the past 23 years. Been married for 42 years. Three, 42 years? Yes, yes Congratulations. Thanks. Um, three, three children, they all live around here, and four grandchildren, and I, of course, served in the Army for 21 years, and then I immediately started teaching uh, in 2003. I spent my first six years in the Chicago Public School District, mm. uh, taught at Wells High School there, and then in 2009... I knew uh, James Bell, which is my old partner here at the school district, and I met him in the seventh floor of an elevator in Omaha, Nebraska at a conference, and he said, hey, my guy just quit or retired, so he said, we'd love to have you, so here I am today, 16 years later. You picked up your family. Were you in Chicago at the time, or were no, you in I, I actually uh, lived in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, that was my last duty station. Um, I actually was working in Chicago, mm -hmm. and we moved to Wisconsin. My kids were in high school at the time, so we just stayed, and here we are today. So it's great. Well, we're glad you're here. Yeah, so we am I. We are. So as we mentioned, you um, lead the JROTC program at Beloit Memorial High School. Can you give us an overview of the program? It's a uh, four-year elective high school class. It's a, uh, we're in the PACMES Academy now. The P is for um, public service. So we kind of fall under the P part of the, uh, the academy there. It's a character and leadership and citizenship education program. Uh, we'd like to have as many scholar, athlete, and leaders as we can get. Um, it's also the largest and the oldest uh, student organization at the high school. So this is our 104th consecutive year at at the high school. Which so, is for the state of Wisconsin, we should mention. The oldest, yes. Right? Yes. yes. Yep. Wow. So both. Both one here and, and uh, the other two, believe it or not, organizations that are as old as Junior ROTC are close are the um, the Increscent, and mm -hmm. believe it or not, the we used to have a Hispanic club in the 1919s. We didn't have any Spanish students here, but that is a close second for being at the high school for that long. So um, I still have the yearbooks. I don't; they're not mine, but <laughs> I do get to look at them. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. And we should say the Increscent is the school newspaper. newspaper yeah. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Yep. Um, and you know, we're not a recruiting firm for any branch of the service, probably only about 15 out of the 150 type classes that we teach have really anything to do with the military. Um, our curriculum is not military based. Um, we teach leadership theory and application, health, wellness, and fitness, civics, U.S. history, world geography, current events, 
and um, PE or physical education and health is uh, about one one fifth of uh, what we teach. And in some places, we actually where I used to teach, uh, we would get health credit and PE credit and an ROTC credit all for taking our class. So it was a triple whammy type of thing, but it was pretty nice. They don't do that in Wisconsin, but um, it is part of our curriculum, and it's you know it's approved by DPI, but just the kids don't get credit for it. Well, first of all, before we go on, we want to thank you for your service to our country. Thank you. And I know because we try to honor our veterans who work in the district that you are um, you served twenty one years correct. in the U.S. Army, correct? Right, active duty. Correct. Thank you for that. And also, how do you think your background prepared you and the experiences you've gone through um, to be in your position really as a role model um, and a JOROTC instructor to our students? Can you share some of that? Well, before I went into the service, I wanted to be a teacher and I went to college before I went into the service. My student taught and for whatever reason, i Put that aside. I went to college on a track scholarship and and ran and played football in college. And, you know, you have mentors that are coaches and, mm-hmm. and teachers. And so that's what I always wanted to be. And I just put that on the back burner for 21 years. And when I was in the service, I taught at the University of Minnesota. I trained um, lieutenants. And I also ran a basic training company. So you train young people. So it just was fitting, you know, to just continue to do this. Um, I've been in the same organization now for 27 years. So, but our business is teaching young people. And so To be good people. That's what I mean. Right. You know, like Marie and I have talked and we noticed, um, and we've had the opportunity, both Marie and I, to interact with the students who are in this program. The amount of respect they have for their country Um, for adults, the way they conduct themselves in meetings, the way they introduce themselves, they come up, they shake your hand, nice to meet you, ma'am. There's just a lot of that soft skills that I I think your program imparts on the young adults that participate. Would you, you agree with that? Well, I'm glad they're paying attention and doing what we taught them to do. So <laughs> they are. <laughs> they're yeah. representing you guys well. Yeah. yeah. No, they are, and they're they're a bunch of good students, and and they're great kids, and I think all of them have it inside them to be to be just that, and so you do, we just kind of try to bring it out, and whatever they're good at, we try to expand on, and and hopefully when they get out of high school, which is our number one goal, mm. is that they, you know they go out in there and do something they like to do and contribute to the society. Thank you for that, Monty. And you, um, you touched a little bit on the common misconception that JROTC is a military recruitment program. Can you address that a little bit more and expand on it? I think I, I don't really like the name Junior ROTC, and I've tried to get, you know, the people that have a say in it to to change it to, you know, a uh, a career or a character and leadership education program. It could be sponsored by the government or junior ROTC has some some role in that. But um, we're just in the beginning, back in the early 1919s and when World War One was going on, we were, you know, a place where high school students were going to take your program and probably go serve somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that continued on probably for 30, 40, maybe 50 years to where people would take the class or the course and – if they liked it, 
they would maybe go and enlist or at that time the draft was going on. So you kind of wanted to get one step up on what was going to happen. Probably not against, you know, your will, but, um, and eventually probably in the early sixties, mid sixties, it changed to a, you know, a character and leadership education program and not a, a way to get started or figure out what the army or any branches of the service were like. That's some good background for people to understand the history of the pro- um, the program and how it has evolved over the years and changed. And believe it or not, girls make up over 40% of our program. We believe it. <laughs> We've seen them out there. Uh-huh. And in fact, I'll go back to one of those yearbooks from the early 1920s, but in 1923, there was 45 girls on the rifle team here at Beloit Memorial High School. Oh, wow. And we have their picture with and the we, rifles. Okay, now we we don't have this anymore, but there no. was a rifle range in the basement of the high school, correct? It's still there. It's yeah, but do you use it for um, archery? Correct? Archery, right? I, I use it now for archery, and the girls and boys in archery compete side by side, so there's no. Um, he or she or, you know, girl mm-hmm. or boy competitions. Right. It's it's an equal process. It's skill level it competition. Is. It's, it's great. It's a, it's a cool thing. Very cool. Well, um, we often see, um, ourselves included, the color guard at different community events. And can you tell us about this team of students, how they're selected, and what training they go through? And maybe even start with what does it mean to be a part of color guard? What is that? It's an all-volunteer from the students. Uh, they volunteer to do this. And there's probably, oh, probably 15 of them that they kind of, you know, share the responsibility. And if they can do the game tonight, then they do it. Um, some of them work. Some of them have other obligations, sports, mm-hmm. et cetera. So we just try to take four or five of them, and they kind of work out because we know the schedule in advance. So they get on that schedule, and by and large, we'll just practice uh, earlier in the day for that. Um, and once students are trained, they train each other. So, you know, we're not left completely out of the, the process, but they like to teach each other what to do. Um, we dedicated the bridge that I'm probably going to go across here after school. You know, they, uh, they um, did that bridge dedication. We've done the, uh, well, the Hendricks Bridge, I guess. Yes. Is what it's called. So the Hendricks Bridge, we've done Martin Luther King breakfasts. We do all the parades, a lot of football games, a lot of basketball. We um, do homecoming. So a lot of little activities um, that we do a lot of things at Grinnell Hall. Mm. Um, We go to some of the assisted living places um, here in town to help with them, play games or activities. Um, But yeah, the color guard... It's all volunteer, and and um, there's a lot of them that want to do it, so it, it's kind of cool. So they have fun doing it, and they enjoy it, and you don't have to twist any arms to get them to do it. Mm. So that's nice. They look very nice in their uniform too. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Thank you. How if there's a student or a family who's listening to us today, and they're like, you know what, I, I think maybe um, my student would want to become involved in this. What does it require? Is there age limits? Who do they contact? How can they get involved at the high school? At the high school, and actually you can start in eighth grade with your counselors. We try to um, upload the students in Skyward 
pretty early in the process. So this spring, a student who's in one of the middle schools could mm-hmm. say, hey, I want to do junior ROTC, and they sign up for that, and it comes across our counselor's desk, and they schedule them for junior ROTC, and they start out at level one, and if you like it, you can progress through two, three, and four um, levels. So it's really just you and your counselor, and if they're interested, that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. we look at all of them as family. If you like it, if you don't like it, we, you know, you can still come around and have fun with us. So, um, but once you're in it, most students stay in it. Great. So eighth grade um, families, if you're listening, have your student talk to the counselor and freshmen too, if you're interested, go That's to correct. your counselor at the high school, which you're in the building as well. So it's probably an easier connection there. Great. Perfect. That's awesome. Thanks, Monty, for all that great information. Um, we're getting to the end of the questions here. So this is one question that we like to ask um, most people on the podcast. So what is one question you wish we had asked you but didn't? And how would you respond to that question? We should have a little music playing in the background. Right. <laughs> do, do, I, do, do. I think for me, the number one goal is to see students progress and mature from 14-year-olds Okay, you just came out of a middle school and now you're at the big house mm-hmm. and you're not the big man on campus or the big girl on campus mm-hmm. anymore. You're a freshman. And then the maturity level that goes on for those four years from 14 to 18 years old. And there's a big difference. And hopefully, if we've done our job, they all know what they're going to do when they get out of high school. Whether they continue that forever, I'm not sure, but at least they know they're going to either go to college, go to the service if that's something they want to do, uh, work for a year, um, go to a tech school, you know, just pursue whatever it is that they want to do. And that's kind of what our big focus is so that they're happy with their decision to join ROTC and hopefully at the end they're mm-hmm. uh, they're on their way. Well, you're right because our mantra is our students graduate career, college, or community ready. But I'm not going to let you off the hook, Monty. I thought for sure you were going to talk about your arm wrestling and the arm wrestling competition. So now Marie and I are going to call you out. We want to hear about your arm wrestling because you've been in many. I think you're a state champion. You might be a national champion. I've uh, won three state championships out of my last four. In fact, I have another arm wrestling match Saturday. Not sure I'm going to do it yet, but um, then we'll have another state competition later on. Here in uh, mm, probably April or May huh. will be uh, another one. So I used to do it when I was younger, and I didn't do it for 30 years and then got back into it. And somehow they put me in the Wisconsin Arm Wrestling Hall of Fame last year. So Yes, we were yeah. happy to celebrate that with you. But, yeah, so it's, it's fun. It's just something I do. Um, I like to work out over here at the gym in the mornings and goof off. And so all these – Young guys that I have to deal with, you know, don't take, try to take advantage of me. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. And truthfully, we've posted on our Facebook page. Right. So, and if you're interested in competing with arm wrestling, they can reach out to you too at the high school, some they, of those students. They can. And it's, it's open to all ages and genders. Mm-hmm. So even if you're old like me or young, even huh. if you're seven or eight years old and you want to do it, there's every competition, every venue always has something for the young kids too. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, Monty. Thanks. 
Um, so another question we also like to um, ask everyone is who is a teacher who made an impact in your life? We just like to hear if somebody has had one or maybe multiple teachers. Um, could you share that with everyone listening? I think my mentor would be a guy named uh, Dwayne Dietz. He was my coach in uh, football and track in high school, also a PE teacher and a health teacher. You know, all those things go hand in hand. But he was a Korean War vet. Um, he went to University of Iowa, graduated University of Iowa. He competed in the, um, at that time, it was the Pan Am Games and also the Olympic Trials. And, you know, he's just a farm boy that, that did good. And, and he always, you know, he wasn't afraid to kick you in the rump <laughs> if you needed, you know, a kicking. And, or he'd pull you off to the side and tell you something that you probably should have been doing that you didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that kind of set the tone. And about, well, it was about 11 years ago, I was inducted into the high school hall of fame. Um, and he was there, but he was on his last days. So mm. that was, you know, it was pretty cool to see him. Uh, and his son was there, Greg, Greg Dietz. Um, but it was nice to see him after being gone for 30 something years out of high school. So, um, but I would say coach Dietz is probably the guy. It was nice that you had a lot of people will mention a teacher or a coach or something and never had the opportunity to circle back and let them know. So you're right. That was a very nice moment when you were inducted into the Hall of Fame at your high school Yes, um, to be able to see him once again. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Very cool. Well, Monty, we want to thank you for joining us today. We hope all our listeners learned something new about our JOROTC program and you arm wrestling competition. So um, thank you again for being here. No problem. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we close off? No, I think uh, Beloit is a great place to be. Um, you have a good organization, a good support structure from the boss here at the uh, superintendent and all the way down to the principal. Um, so we've always had a lot of support from the administration and the staff and everybody from top to bottom. So I think that's Without that, you can't have a good organization. So we're just here to help. Awesome. Thank you so much, Monty. And thank you for everyone for listening. We hope you'll join us next week. We're going to have two guests joining us to talk about Community Actions Fresh Start Program and the ecology fairs they're running in our elementary schools. See you then. This podcast was brought to you by the School District of Beloit. I'm Luca Kovac, a PACME senior at Beloit Memorial High School and podcast producer. Thank you for joining us and tune in next week for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight.